1-800-285-4321. I'm John Miglosh with the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. I thought I'd start with something a little inspirational for the new year. And I really like this commercial. It's brand new. Let's go check it out. I was on vacation with my husband and my water broke at only 23 weeks. We had to stay in the hospital for 10 weeks, thousands of miles from family. Our driver, Kristen, came along in our most desperate hour of bringing us home cooked meals and gifts. Day after day. I wanted to show you something. Oh my God! <laughs> Kristen is the most uncommonly kind person that we've met. Thank you so much. And that's it for that. Ah, just a quick commercial from Uber, and it was it's nice to see people helping out, and I really like it. So thanks for that. Now let's get over to the PDF world and see what we got. We got a couple more articles on direct mail. As you know, this is one of your best sources for direct mail news, especially articles you wouldn't just run across normally. So this is 27 predictions for direct mail trends in 2021 and from Sendoso. I'm not too familiar with Sendoso, but I think they have something to do with the print industry. And so they reached out to their um, to their community of marketers, salespeople and executives to ask them what they thought was going to happen. And uh, so here comes a few of them. OK, more customization rather than mass printing thousands of the same content, create Print content specific to the recipient. Direct mail will become more internationally relevant. I got some international statistics that it's picking up. Um, direct mail will see a positive spike due to webinar overload as marketers continue to look for ways to entice higher engagement. 100% engagement in mail. If you don't believe it, watch more of my stuff. Offline engagement becomes even more important as the tectonic shift to remote work continues despite the COVID vaccines and reaching high fatigue prospects who are already bombarded online with too many webinars, higher touch, unorthodox methods offline such as via Sendoso become even more effective. Okay, and I highlighted the good stuff. Physical, participatory, and not too businessy campaigns will build memorable experiences like delivering swag boxes. I'm really a big fan of three-dimensional marketing, I gotta say, right? Use of direct mail will more than double in 2021. It'll be an antidote to the digital overload of 2020. One of the things you should note here as I get in here, this is a venture partner, here's a senior manager. We've seen a lot of uh, VPs of marketing in here. Personalization will remain the most important when engaging with direct mail. Direct mail, uh, I predict that direct mail will, be, will becomes what email became about 10 years ago. That's something. CMO, Chief Marketing Officer. Personalization will become even more important. No longer can you target your whole list with the same tactics. In a time where trust is the most important than ever, personalizing your outreach approach will help build trust by showing prospects that you're willing to go above and beyond to get their attention. <laughs> We're going to have a, a sort of a recap at the end of this. Um, direct mail and offline engagement will increase by 60%. 80% of small and medium business organizations will see direct mail and offline engagement as must-have. Senior field marketing manager. Mail is now is so unique and rare it stands out from the offline noise. 
Okay, direct mail used wisely will be a smash hit. Direct mail and offline engagement continue to increase with more creativity applied to tactile engagement and augmented reality. I'm not too sure augmented reality, but video direct mail is going to grow. Now, I don't have a clue what that is. You know, maybe there's a video in the box. I saw, I saw, um, uh, uh, anyway, Papa John's Pizza delivered with Shaq O'Neal in the box. And when you opened the lid, he was in there and he talked to you. That may be video direct mail, except that was delivered by the pizza delivery person. Sales reps and marketers will ramp up direct mail campaigns to grab their buyer's attention. Direct mail will have a banner year in 2021 and be the most powerful tool for getting on the radar of prospects who've become digitally overwhelmed with an onslaught of sales, email, and LinkedIn messages. Interesting. Okay. Connect online and offline engagement. This one I actually thought was probably the best of the whole group, and it said, the market will continue to increase, but one challenge is where to send the mail direct mail and navigating who's back to the office and who's not. It's a really profound little statement. So there's a lot of thoughts there thrown at you. And I'm not sure any of these people really know what they're talking about. We'll have to go back in 2022 and see if they made it, if they got it right. But one person I know that does know what she's talking about is Summer Gould. And she actually elaborates on a few of these. And so I thought I would, I would actually spend more time with her instead. The power of direct mail has grown over the last year as digital fatigue has grown. That's a very profound, and I think digital fatigue has been growing for 20 years. It just got exacerbated. I always like that word in the last year. People look forward to direct mail that is interesting to them. Did you know that direct mail campaigns recently have the highest response rates ever recorded by the Data and Marketing Association at 9%? Now, I was a little curious about that, I have to say. I typed in the old thedma.com uh, address to see if they even existed anymore, and I went right to the ANA page, and um, they basically said every anything with DMA on it got obliterated. But, great news! You can still hear about direct marketing and direct mail from wdma.org. Founded in 1986, one of the flagship DMA uh, remaining organizations. Guess we'll call it that. We still talk mail, but we talk direct marketing too. That was yesterday. Okay, so here's some of the trends, right? Five tips. Omnichannel. Combine all your marketing channels together for a complete omnichannel experience to drive higher results. Direct mail is a key component in any marketing campaign, but it's even more effective when combined with other channels. Okay, so I promised I would recap some of these things. I believe that mail could be the most effective foundation for, for marketing learning. Okay, it's not the quickest, but what you know you can learn for sure. And what, and what you learn usually sticks even in pandemics and recessions and great changes in marketing because I've been through three or four and we've always managed to grow companies along the way and including lately okay uh, so I would say you know we'll give her about a seven and a half here I think that direct mail is po more powerful combined with other channels 
But what you have to be careful here is that too many marketers are taking mail and tacking it onto their digital where they really don't know what they're doing. They haven't got a clue of what's working. Even Google admitted that the customer journey is largely a fiction. Okay, They said, we can tell who might have been exposed to an ad, and we can tell who bought. But what happens in the interim, nobody knows, not on digital. Okay, It just doesn't exist. And so I highly recommend holdout tests. And the problem you have in digital and mass media is when you stop advertising, nothing happens for a while. Whereas in direct mail, a lot of bad can happen. You remember those case studies with Jay Jill and Neiman Marcus? Right. You know that. Was that? No, it was Nordstrom's. I apologize. Okay. Retargeting. Another powerful tool. We mentioned that in the case study just the other, just yesterday, I think. And um, not only is it good if you're already doing media advertising, if you're doing them omni-channel and you're driving people to your website, then retargeting is awesome because you're already getting people to visit. If you just and you have to get a lot of people to visit. This isn't a small-scale thing. Um, when you do maybe 100,000 visitors to your website, you'll get about three to 5,000 solid retargetings. Because you, know, don't want to, you don't want to retarget somebody who just goes on and off immediately. Maybe even, you know, uh, if your bounce rate is 50%, you might even want two clicks, right? Which will take it down even more, it's like say 30%. So the 100,000 becomes 30,000. And maybe you don't want to... Uh, you know, if they don't stay more than a minute, maybe you don't want to do that. I'll get another third. And so now you're down to 10,000. Okay. That's just kind of how it works. And then out of the 10,000, you might only find the real physical address for about five. See how it works? That's how it works. So it's not for everybody, but if you're already driving substantial traffic to your website, it's a great way to pick up higher engagement and invite people to the store. It's also super great for cart abandonment. Where they, where they looked like they were on the edge to buy, but they didn't. You give them a special offer. It's a good way to test things, too. Um, it's, it, it says here, who did not make a purchase, but I would say you could still retarget even if they did make a purchase. You might be able to use that to get to them a little quicker than in the box or something like that with a special offer. You'll be surprised at a high response rate. And this was one of the key things that LoveSack did. They were already doing the mass media. They already had a great website. When they plugged in the retargeting, it drove much more traffic to the website. And we used the offers that we had learned about when we had done postcard split testing. Okay, creativity. Grab attention with hyper-creative envelopes or mailers. Use texture, color, images, and folds to your advantage. No other marketing channel can stimulate touch. So have some fun with it. I always liked audio. I liked mailers. I'm looking around for one. I had one just, just yesterday. I don't know where the box went. But it, was, it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't a direct mail piece. But it shook and it made noise. And I wasn't sure what the heck was in it. It was something I ordered on eBay. But it came in a very spacious box. And so it made a lot of rattle. And that is a wonderful engagement, right? Not only do you have touch, but you have hearing. Put a little smell on it. You got the whole banana. Okay, so there's a lot of things you can do, a lot of fun things you can test, 
and uh, all kinds of textures and coatings to enhance your mail piece. Be a little careful because if it looks too fancy, then and you have like a coupon offer or something like that, a discount offer, it becomes cognitive dissonance. It doesn't. It isn't believable. So be careful. Be careful getting too creative. I uh, long ago, back in the early days, we had a, a guy come in who'd done a done a flyer for the straps you put over semi trucks. He sold those straps, and he his mailer was like buff paper on what looked to me like a ransom note. It it was all like the words were cut out of other places and glued together. <laughs> And it pulled pretty well. He made some money on it, and he thought, well, what? just think what I could do with real designers. And we spiffed up that thing, and we actually had, we actually had pieces of the, of the nylon strapping glued on to our mailer. And uh, we had little kids, you know, gluing on these pieces. It bombed, totally bombed. And I could give you probably six more stories like that. So be a little careful with the creativity. Always test. Okay, targeting. You must be very targeted in sending right messages to the right people. Again, not necessarily true. Uh, we were talking about every door direct mail this morning or yesterday, and um, that can work really well if you're a small retailer. That's the kind of thing that you can do that other, you know, bigger retailers are probably not going to do. Um, it doesn't require segmenting your data. It doesn't require geodemographics or targeting people by specific interests. And here's the problem. Ask yourself, how many, how many of any advertising do I get that's really personalized? We're going to get to personalization. Remember the trends? Personalization, customization, making it special, making it interesting. Well, when I got started in direct mail, it was in the late 70s. And the big news was Farm Journal. You probably don't know this story. Farm Journal thought to themselves, you know, hog farmers and corn farmers and wheat farmers and dairy farmers are all really different. We could probably make special editions of our magazine to tailor our content to the different kinds of farmers. Just have to ask them what kind of farmer they are. And uh, in 1978, they partnered with R.R. Donnelly, and, who developed what came to be called Selectronic Bindery, where they put special wrappers. They still had, you know, general farm information, government programs, some other stuff. But but they had four or five different, uh, four or five separate editions. The best part for Farm Journal was that they could charge more for the advertising and so in the late 70s early 80s it was all about personalization and if that trend continued any minute now you would get a, uh, a magazine coming to your door like let's say sports illustrated and it would only have the sports that you were interested in it would have your specialized teams now you've probably noticed and if you haven't you should you may have noticed like a, a uh, Aaron Rodgers on the cover of Sports Illustrated if you live in Wisconsin. Now, it might be Drew Brees if you live in, in uh, New Orleans or in Louisiana. It, and they've learned a little bit about this, where they can get more attention by favoring the sport that's in season and favoring one of the sports celebrities that's, 
that's uh, fits the local team makes perfect sense that's mm, what do you call it you call it specialization I call it segmentation they're still printing millions of them they're not just printing them one special one for you you know I would love it if ESPN I mean that was when the web came along 20 years later you know 90s uh, they said, and you'll go to a website and it'll be totally tailored for you. And they can kind of do that. So ESPN asked me, what sports teams am I interested in? The trouble is they don't ask me, what sports am I not interested in? My point is that even websites aren't personalized to your own tastes. You can't even do the most minimal customization because they don't get the segments right. You know, Amazon, I probably... You've heard me tell this story. Amazon sent me a survey early on saying, what kind of books would you like? This was when they were just into books. And I thought, well, what kind of books do I buy? Well, I buy, I buy hunting books. And so I looked up hunting. Nope, there wasn't hunting. There was outdoor. And I thought, well, I also buy a lot of Christian books. I looked up Christian. There wasn't Christian. There was only spiritual. And so what I ended up getting was Mm, let's just say, earth-worshipping environmental books, which I'm not opposed to, but it wasn't really what I was after. The variable creation is everything. And no matter what you're selling, your variables can be different and maybe should be different than even your direct competitors, right? That's what we've done for machine and AI over the years. But anyway, so this whole personalization thing has been promoted as the next thing coming every year. It's not worth it. It's too much work. I can tell you that. I was talking with a CEO just yesterday, or the day before, over the holiday anyway. And, it, you know, he he pointed me at the one-to-one marketing, um, marketing executive in his company. And I said... Doesn't that seem like an oxymoron, one-to-one marketing? Isn't a market, I've always defined a market as somebody you can tell the same story to, you know, multiple people. And if it's just one person, it's not worth the trouble because, you know, they may not even buy. Right? And uh, and he replied back that he had millions of people in his, you know, in his uh, fan club. And I said, doesn't that exactly prove my point? <laughs> that you're not marketing to one person, you're marketing to millions. So anyway, um, my style consultant says, don't read the whole article. The article's available on WDMA.org, but you have to subscribe. So just put in your email and a password, and you can log in anytime, and you can get the show notes every day. It's wonderful, and we'd love to have you on the team. So we can talk about more about direct mail and direct marketing and how to make money with data. I'm John Miglosh. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Have a great day. Bye-bye.